Hi, Filmatics. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a special guest for you. We have a double treat for you. We have Stephen Kramer Glickman and Jack Hergut. And Stephen Kramer Glickman is a Canadian stand-up actor known for the role as Gustavo Roque on the long-running series Big Time Rush and for his role as Pigeon Toady in the Warner Brothers film Storks. And Jack Hergut is a writer, producer, and entertainment executive and he wrote the, uh, some of the episodes of the hit television sister si series. Can't say that twice. Sister, sister. Let's welcome Stephen Kramer Glickman and Jack Hergeth to the show. Welcome, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, you both are so incredibly talented. And I can't wait for our audience to find out what you've been up to, especially we're coming out of COVID and you have just so many amazing things. And so I'll start with Jack um, and, and then Stephen. Are y'all both in L.A. or where are you recording live with us today from? I am in the lovely city of Los Angeles. Yeah, same here. Same here. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Lots of lots of. I almost said pine trees, but palm trees, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So um, I want to ask Jack, who wants to go first, Jack or Steven, what was one of your favorite childhood films? Steven, you want to you go first? Or... Sure. I think uh, uh, one of my favorite movies growing up that I, I mean, I remember being totally mesmerized by was Back to the Future 2. I think that movie, I was a teenager when it came out. Uh, I, was a, I was a young, I was young, but I remember, I was probably about 11 or 12. Oh, Back to the Future was so fun. And that was one of my favorite rides at Universal. Um, so Jack, I'm going to ask you, growing up, what was one of your favorite childhood films? Uh, Steven, why, why would you pick... Uh... Back to the Future 2, and why not 1 or 3? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, I mean, obvious, man. Hoverboards, flying cars, uh, holographic jaws. I mean, so much cool stuff. <laughs> that That's true. You, you make a very good point about that. Hoverboard, hoverboards and holographic jaws. I totally forgot about that. Everyone loves oh, the yeah. hoverboards. Yeah, I, 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 like, I always love a movie where you think you know know what you're getting into and then they just start surprising you with you know smart and bizarre things yeah. you know like, like uh, I love, I love what's that it's kind of like this podcast yeah you bet exactly what, what about you jack what was uh your favorite movie growing up oh, I, I would be remiss if i did not say uh my favorite movie uh of all time when i was a child was star wars I mean, oh, yeah, of course, come on. Yeah, it had, it had nothing in that movie I had ever seen before as a child. There were lasers and spaceships and giant furry Wookiees walking around. There was a bad guy in a mask. It was like, there literally was nothing in that movie that you had ever seen before. So uh, it just mesmerized me uh, and still does, still does to this day. Yeah, and especially the mask. Yeah. I remember seeing that menacing. He's wearing the black mask and the black cape and that menacing voice, the mysterious person, and he was so bad and mean. <laughs> yeah, that was the yeah. best. Yeah. So, uh, and I know, Jack, you said you have twins. So, can you share perhaps their favorite uh, film as a kid? <laughs> oh my gosh. 
they were really into the Disney princess movies. Oh. You know, uh, and the Disney princess movie, they were they enjoyed. Uh, you know, they liked the Tinkerbell movies. You know, those were all out on home video. They they really dug those. Uh, and as they've gotten older, they become uh, huge Harry Potter fans. So they mm-hmm. like all the Harry Potter movies. Oh. Which who doesn't like Harry Potter movies, right? <laughs> Well, maybe maybe you can suggest uh, Margaret Rowan's journal, The Battle of the Black Witch. That's one of the new wizard book series, so they might like that. But going to the next thing, because uh, I want to ask you, what was one of your favorite Criterion films growing up that probably ins- inspired you to your career path, being producers, actors, and doing all the amazing things that you're doing in Hollywood? Um. I mean, I'll take this one first if you want. Um, the the first time I saw a movie uh, that I guess would be classified that way, I was probably about, God, I don't know, 17 years old. And I saw uh, Akira Kurosawa's movie Dreams. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know that movies could look like this or be made to feel to make you feel things like this like it was so unbelievably fascinating and uh uh just you know just so cool it was just such a, a cool and interesting uh thing yeah so yeah i loved it i you know and it it definitely inspired me to you know to wanted to you know to want to do more and learn more and that was Steven Glickman. And then uh, what about you, Jack? What was one of your favorites? Well, I will tell you that, you know, when you think of Criterion movies, you think of all these hoity-toity art films, like, you know, Steven's talking about Kurosawa movies. But you know what I realized is part of the Criterion collection? Godzilla. <laughs> so the original, the original 1955 Godzilla movie, Gojira, I mean, when I was a kid, in addition to like Star Wars, I mean, you can't lose with Godzilla. I mean, I was another another film that you know, if you watch the original movie, it is really dark, and it's it's a commentary on nuclear war. Um, but as a child, you know, you don't sort of pick up on all those the, the subtleness of all that. But what you do see is a giant lizard in a suit stomping its way through Tokyo. Um, but I would say it works on both levels. It works. Uh, as a movie for kids, you know, uh, who love those type of monster movies, but also, you know, as an adult, I rewatched it, you know, and it was a different point of view and sort of in a different context. And I think it's a, it's a great film. Wonderful. And then speaking of that, do you have a favorite director and can you share one of your favorite film shots in a movie that just is one of, you know, as a producer or actor that you would have loved to either shot or either have been in as an actor? Oh man, um, pressure. You know, that's a that's a good tough one. That's a good tough one. I don't know. I think after I, I just rewatched um, Pulp Fiction, and then I went back and watched a couple other. T- I watched uh, Kill Bill, and uh, man, after watching those movies, I just I I just want to be able to spend some time with in the presence of. Uh, uh, Tarantino at some point in my life like he's he's so cool and his dialogue is just so brilliant and fun and weird and quirky and yeah 
know, so he's just such an interesting guy. And um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood four times in the theater. Oh, because wow. I just I just couldn't believe how like I love Hollywood. Like I'm a big Hollywood nerd about, you know, history and all that kind of stuff. So when I saw that it was, you know, when I saw that that's what it was about, you know, and, and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. I just, I just, I got really hooked on it. I wanted to watch it in the different theaters. I wanted to see it in the IMAX. I wanted to go watch it, you know, on a little screen. I wanted to go to the arc light. Like I just, I wanted to go everywhere and, and watch something that's, uh, you know, beautiful and it was cool it's great movie and thank god you watched them before covid came because then you'd have to watch it on streaming well i know right you got My it god. in there <laughs> and jack, uh, jack. I, just wanted, I, I just wanted to piggyback on, on on steven's comment you know i've only seen that movie once uh but um once upon a time in hollywood but there's that one scene in the movie where uh brad pitt uh uh, drives up to the to the ranch, and there's that whole scene where you know, uh, all, you know, all the Mansons uh, people are in the house, and he goes to see Bill Bruce Stearns like in the back of the house. That whole yeah. that whole scene to me was so well done. It's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's so built up with tension that you think, okay, these people are going to kill Brad Pitt at, at any moment, and you can just feel the tension in the scene, and then that doesn't happen. So. Um, I just that movie that scene really stands out in that movie for me. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that for sure. Uh, in terms of uh, my movie uh, that I just shot that always amazes me, and this is a movie I saw when I was a kid was the original. Uh, you're going to think I'm just a crazy monster movie person, but the original Planet of the Apes movie where Charlton Heston is on the beach and you pan up to see the shot of the Statue of Liberty and he flips out. Uh, that to movie that that shot just really uh, made a huge impression on me. Like, oh wow! It's like it was a whole mind trip that they've been on Earth the entire time, and you don't even realize it until the very end. So um, that uh, that really made an impression on me as a, as a kid. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so, uh, brilliant directors and storytellers can just make that movie just add those little touches that really stand out in your mind to just make them memorable. So I want to ask you, so you're both, um, did you both, Jack and Steven, did you grow up in Los Angeles? Um, no, I'm from uh, London, Ontario, Canada. Um, I grew up in San Diego and then um, I had, you know, I have family that lives here in LA and um, I absolutely just loved coming up here and uh, became kind of the, the, you know, the cool place to be able to check out as often as I could and very was very, like, obsessive about wanting to come and hang out in Los Angeles. <laughs> come and hang out. So, so um, Stephen, how did you, like, um, so you came from San Diego and Ontario, and then you came to um, Los Angeles. How did you start your career, your career path to you know, being this amazing comedian and actor and podcast host of Never Give Up with Jack Hergood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never Surrender. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, you know, it, basically, um, you know, I, I went to school for acting here in Los Angeles at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Um, wanted to, you know, 
work um, a little more in New York when I was, you know, early on. So uh, left that school to go to New York and went and studied there and then uh, found my way to touring and toured the country doing a, a play. And then the play landed in Los Angeles. And uh, when the play left LA, I just stayed. I stayed behind. I moved in with a comedian, like friend that I had met, and uh, and just decided to to make this place my uh, my forever home. I guess you know, like um, yeah, and like stand up basically led to all the other uh, pieces of the career. You know. Did you did you always want to do stand up or may, uh, was it your roommate that was a stand up? You did you just kind of like say, hey, that's really cool. Well, I, it, yeah, it was just something that I thought was like a fun thing to try, and um, it, you know, it it kind of led me into meeting a new group of friends and new group of people. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, and then and that has kind of led to all the other stuff. Really, yeah, that's how I met Jack. Me and Jack met at the improv. At the improv. That's right. We had a mutual friend who was a, uh, a comedian who had been around like forever. Like from he was like a guy who started out in the eighties, and and uh, I'd say like Stephen and I met probably ten years ago, maybe more than that. And uh, at the improv, and struck up a conversation outside the club one night, and we've been uh, friends ever since. Oh, um, the the mutual friend uh, Jack is being humble, but the mutual friend was Jay Leno. <laughs> he was he was very very nice and he would invite us over to play racquetball at his house and my god just jack is a, is a much better racquetball player than he would that. let us drive around in his uh, cars too right yep yeah um what was that car called that we got to drive that was made of wood oh, a woody <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, uh, hey, Jack, hey, Steve, you want to get in my car and uh, go for a ride? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, were, like, we were like, Dad? okay, all right, Jay, if that's what you want to do, you know. And then I drove it for a while, and then I got a splinter from the car. What? Which, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a whole thing. It's kind of like, you know how, yeah, uh, Marilyn, you know how, like, you know, pain brings people together. That's yes. really what 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 got me and Jack uh, uh, to uh, to to become the, the the friends that we are is uh, the absolute enormous pain it was when I got a splinter from Jay Leno's wooden car. <laughs> that bonded you forever. We had to uh, chop you out of the car, right? Remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I hear Jay Leno, like, it sounds like Jack and Stephen, you're, like, so nice and so sweet. Jay Leno is really, really sweet. I, I got to go to Tito's birthday party, who works with uh, with uh, Jay Leno, and he's like, would you like a drink? And I'm like, OMG! This guy, I, I went to go get punch, and this guy asked, hey, would you like some punch? And it's literally Jay Leno handing me some punch, and I'm like... Uh, sure, thank you. <laughs> it's like uh, trying to be really cool. And you're thinking, he just gave me punch. He just made punch and gave me punch. <laughs> so very nice guy. Wow. Okay. Great. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know what? I uh, When I first got out of, uh, out of college, I went to this event that, uh, that Jay was at. And I was trying to break into showbiz. And I didn't know how to do it. So my friend and I decided, 
we're going to sneak into like the Emmys, just going to sneak into it. And then we'll get a bunch of celebrities and they'll, <laughs> and they'll hire us for jobs. So I don't know why we decided that was the best way to break into Hollywood, but um, we snuck into the Emmys and we were at, uh, no, I think it was the Golden Globes because it was at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And uh, we uh, walked up to Jay Leno, or I did, and he was like hosting the Tonight Show at the time. And I was like, "Hey, um, how do I uh, how do I get jokes submitted to you?" And he was like, "Well, uh, like, what kind of jokes do you write?" And I had literally never written a joke in my entire life. And I said, "Well, I write uh, I write a political and I write topical stuff." And he's like, "Oh, well, here's my here's um, my uh, fax machine number, which tells you how long ago this was." He goes, "Fax your jokes to me." And I was like, "All right." So. That night, I went home, and I the next morning, wrote up a bunch of jokes and faxed it to him with my phone number on it. <laughs> and this was like on a Sunday night, and then I went to work the next day. And I'm at work, and I was a PA on a TV show, and I come back in the office, and the lady who runs the office was like, um, Jay Leno just called for you? Left <laughs> and I was like, What? And uh, so I called him, and uh, he called me back and like gave me notes on my jokes and all this stuff. And he was super, super nice. That's amazing. What a great story. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, everyone's going to go up to Jay now. <laughs> so that's, you know, I mean, you never know who will receive you. Like, because literally when you interview people and you have podcasts, it's like, somebody makes a friend or somebody lets you in because there's so many talented people, but it seems like there's so few openings. So it's so nice when someone who is successful, you know, is encouraging or is, is kind to you because, you know, that's beautiful. That's an, an amazing story, Jack. And speaking of, so Jack, so you, you grew up, did you grow up in LA? And it sounds like you started as a PA for a TV show, right? Yeah, I grew up in London, Ontario, Kent. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I grew up in uh, a place called Santa Rosa, which is in the wine country, about uh, an hour north of San Francisco, and uh, lived there until I was uh, 18 and moved. Uh, I had one college I wanted to go to. That was UCLA. Got accepted to UCLA, and it came down here and went to UCLA for four years and then graduated. I went to film school. and. Um, I got a job right out of school uh, as a PA because, you know, long story short, I had met this guy who was a, a, a TV producer on the TV show uh, Night Court, and uh, he came to speak Bragging. to me. <laughs> Night Court. This is 75 years ago, by the way. Um, I was actually a PA on I Love Lucy. Um, but uh, he uh, came to my class, and then uh, when I got out, I just, you know, hit him up and I said, hey, I'm, I graduated. I'm looking for a job. And he's like, well, uh, I'm working on a pilot. We need PAs. And so that's kind of how I got my foot in the door as a PA. And then I did that for a couple of years. And then I got a job as a writer's assistant on the show. And then I worked at a talent agency as an assistant. Um, and then I was had a writing partner and she and I were writing scripts together. And someone at this talent, one of the agents at the talent agency I worked at was like, hey, Paramount is starting a young writers program and they're looking for writers. And they're asking uh, every agency around town to, to submit one 
script and unproduced writer or unproduced writing team. And we sent your spec script in. I was like, holy crap. Wow. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. And I said, don't you have clients here that need work? <laughs> Maybe they need to get me to leave. But they sent my script in. We got accepted and we were in the Paramount Writers Program. And then from there, we got staffed on Sister, Sister. We were there. We wrote like six episodes over two seasons. And then that's really how I broke in. And then, just got, you know. Then I switched to the executive side and worked at Comedy Central for a number of years and developed comedy shows for them and all that stuff. Oh, that's amazing. So you have this gift of writing and comedy, and it's just wonderful. So um, so out of all the people that you were picked, is is that a testament that it's just a little bit of luck with talent, or do you just keep plugging away and hopefully someone will champion you? Because so many people email after they hear the episodes, and I'm like, just keep listening, just keep listening. You're gonna get tips. Our our, our guests will give you tips because <laughs> it's different yeah, for a well, lot of people. I would say in that in that particular case, I would say it's uh, it was uh, a mixture of of luck and that you know they sent our script to paramount so i was lucky that uh we, they did that but also i guess the fact that you know somebody liked our writing you know whether it was the agents at icm which is where i was working or the executives at paramount you know they they you know so it was a combination i guess of luck and people enjoying and liking our writing so um you know two things i you know I, well, I guess I was going to say two things I had no control over, but I guess I have control over my writing ability. But, you know, uh, I guess it's just a matter of like, you know, our show that we do is called Never Surrender. And uh, each episode we sit down with celebrities and sort of uh, not sort of, but, you know, we sit down to hear their stories about, you know, their setbacks and their struggles on the road to success. And, you know, I think the main lesson that Stephen and I have taken away from our show is that all of these, you know, big time celebrities, whether they're actors, whether they're writers, comedians, producers, directors, is that just don't give up, you know, don't, uh, don't stop trying, you know, don't let things get you down. You just got to keep moving forward. And that's really the thing that has separate, that separates them from anybody else is that they have not, they never gave up and, you know, they're successful today as a result. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I, I really think uh, uh, to to drive it home. Uh, that's that that that's really what Jack says is a hundred percent. You know, true. And and the show really is about that. It's really about uh, you know, you know, getting through difficult times when it feels like you know, you, you know, you feel like letting go. Just know that you're not alone. And, um, you know, there's days that are long and sometimes, you know, you just have to, you just have to keep on fighting because, uh, uh, everybody, every, every, I mean, like, no matter how big the celebrity is, everybody hurts, you know, and everybody goes through that type of stuff sometimes and uh we so we have this great show where we talk to all these amazing celebrities and learn from from their uh, hardships you know yeah like for example like tig notaro who's just an amazing comedian you know if you listen to one of the episode that we recorded with her 
like she got fired in between, uh, you know, sets at a comedy club. And Paul Feig, who's a director, you know, who directed uh, Bridesmaids and Ghostbusters, and he created Freaks and Geeks. Like, you know, he got fired from, uh, he, he got put into movie jail because he directed a movie that bombed, and he never thought he'd work again. So it's just a matter of, yes, this business is full of rejection, but uh, that's part of it, and you have to realize that's part of it. And yes, it does get you down. It's gotten me down. I know it's gotten Stephen down at times when we've faced setbacks and struggles in the business. But again, the big lesson we learned is just keep moving forward. That's beautiful. 100%. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Jack and um, Stephen. I want to talk about some fun things too because I want our audience to know that Stephen, can you share? Um, you do this really uh, great pigeon, Toadie, and Warner Brothers film Storks. Can you give us a little sample? Oh, sure. Um, so I was in this movie called Storks, and I played uh, Pigeon Toady in the movie. Um, he's a very uh, fun character. And uh, yeah, I, I, I worked on that for three years over at the Warner Brothers, uh, folks. Uh, did you ever see the movie, Marilyn? Yeah, it's really cute. Really cute. It's so cute. Such a sweet movie. So um you know, I was basically just doing an impression of my college roommate, and uh, and it turned out my college roommate and Nick Stoller, our director, his college roommate, um, uh, you know, they're uh, they're very similar. They they both kind of sounded like, oh hi, what's up, bro? How you doing, bro? Yeah, bro. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, so you know, like. But my my friend who talked like that, he was also a bit of a wasn't the nicest guy. So he would say really mean stuff to me, but with that voice, and it always just stuck with me as a funny choice for a character, you know. Oh yeah, it sounds like my little character Torizo and the Secret Lives of Shady Cats. Maybe you could be Torizo when it gets greenlit one day. So I'm gonna think of you for Torizo. <laughs> He's a little Chihuahua. Absolutely. He's a little Chihuahua. Steven, I think, I Steven, I think you just got an offer. <laughs> yeah. I just got an offer. That's yeah. Great. Well, my my friend's friend is building an animation studio, so I mean, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> so yeah. There you, there you go. There yeah. you go. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and also want our audience to know that you also could you tell us a little about your role, Gustavo Roque, on the the long running series, Big Time Rush, because you know I want to really just let everyone know how fabulous you are, because Glickman, you're also on Comedy Central series, Workaholics. Disney show stuck in the middle and you're featured in the documentary film dying laughing alongside Jerry Seinfeld and Kevin Hart. I mean, come on, you're amazing. And, um, you know. Oh, come now, Marilyn. Um, uh, well, those are all fun things, you know, they're all fun in their own ways. And Nickelodeon was a lot of fun. I was there for many, many years uh, playing the manager of the band on the show. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, and then, you know, getting it, getting to do, you know, all this other stuff has been so much fun. The documentary was really cool thing to be a part of. It was, uh, uh, God, Jerry Lewis's last thing he ever did. And Jamie Foxx and Kevin Hart and all sorts of great people were in it. It was so, it was great. It was great. You know, 
part of the fun thing about this business is the longer that you work in it, the more dreams you get to be a part of and, and uh, getting to work on this podcast and, and being able to talk to, you know, people I have admired for a very long time. Yeah. And, uh, and then Jack also, I just want the audience a little bit, know a little bit more about you, Jack, your writer, producer, entertainment executive, and um, you, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and you also developed Nathan for you, um, Nathan for you at Comedy Central and the feature film Never Surrender, a Galaxy Quest documentary, which is available on Amazon. And you produced the comedy game show Pop Cultured with Nikki Urban and Jim Paradou. And uh, yeah, all that's all Jack. That's all Jack stuff. That's what Jack did. He's he made all of those. He's he's the best, man. He's oh, the best. Yeah. yeah. And so um, where do people you know, uh, where can people keep up with you? We got your podcast. So it's called your podcast is called Never Surrender, right? And that's coming out. It's just uh launching. It's out Dead. now. It's out now. Great, great. And yeah. yeah. Um, also Jack, Jack and I have an announcement that we want to make. Okay. Um we we are starting a uh, a uh, a product uh, to regrow hair on the top of your head. It's mostly for men. Uh, we haven't figured out the formula for women yet, but we are advertising it on the show, and it's called um, uh, Follica fo- 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 Help. What was what was the last name that we came yeah, up with? That was the real name. I think it was Bald Away. Bald Away. Well, Bald Away, I think, is what it says on the package. Oh, okay. I think it's like we're the yeah we're working on our Shark Tank pitch for it. Um, but Marilyn, if you know anyone that's bald, tell them to listen to Never Surrender.